Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I wasn't running into my seat. Uh, this was all really uh, well planned out and, and we didn't have any issues at all. Is that really dark? I can't tell. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Is it? I think it looks fine. Holy smokes. This is fine, right? It, hey, bud. Hey, it's, it's not my fault. Maybe I've cursed this room. Smackdown and Rampage podcast. We've not been stressing at all. <sighs> Um, hi, welcome to the SmackDown and Rampage podcast. Uh, uh, we're, we're talking about SmackDown and Rampage today. Sorry we're late. We had, basically, we didn't have a camera for a while. You just couldn't, it just wasn't working. For no reason. We still don't know why it wasn't working. Technology just sucks. Yeah, it, it's just... It smells fear. It mm-hmm. knows when you're in a hurry, and that's when it will grab you by the balls and twist. Absolutely. Friggin' lootly. Uh, so, uh, we're gonna t- uh, send in your thoughts to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. I'm very discombobulated. Uh, hey, it's 10% the studio still. Hey. It, yeah. It's our first Smackdown and Rampage podcast in person. What a first one to start with. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> ah, this is fine. Uh, so, what I'm gonna do is get my notes ready, because I didn't have that ready because I panicked with all the whole camera stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... The first thing we're going to be talking about is SmackDown uh, and a thing that happened on it, which was finally the debut of the Maximum Male Models. They debuted on the show, and we're going to talk about it once I get my notes here. So, send in your old chats for us to come forward slash support. Um, uh, Max Dupree has been teasing his Maximum Male Models for several weeks, Mm -hmm. and they have just not come out for various reasons like they didn't have the right backstage accoutrement and you know stuff none of which we saw on this show by the way it doesn't matter um none of that matters they just needed a reason to delay it a little bit for some reason um but uh he finally debuted as we thought he would with mason mansoor that mm. was the the people that had been reported that were in this act with Max Dupree, uh, and they debuted on the show. But they're not called Mace and Mansoor anymore. Now you may think that they might have some big rebrand because Maximum Male Models they're completely different gimmicks than what they were before. Right. They're not completely different. Mace is now Marseille, like, and it's spelled M A dot C with the little. Thing. I don't There's know a lot called. of things on these yeah. letters. I don't know what any of them are called. I don't no. know which ones are which. And it's E with an accent. The upwards accent. There's names for these accents, but I forget. Marseille now. Uh, Mansour is now called Mansoir. And it's M-A with a circle above it. M dot S-O with the, with the upwards arrow hat on it. O with umlauts. I know those are called umlauts. R. Um... All right, uh, they came out and they did some poses and there were some camera people taking shots and then Max Dupree spoke about their intangible assets mm. as to why, they, uh, why they're good models. And then uh, that was it, really. It went on for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was them just saying like, 
here's my models. They are models. Yeah. That was a segment. Yeah. I have seen such mixed responses to this segment <laughs> online. There's some people being like, I love it. I love this gimmick. I love these guys. I think it was a perfect segment for them. I was so sports entertained coming out of it. And I've seen people being like, this was absolute bollocks. And Max Dupree, LA Knight deserves so much better and all that stuff. Where do you fall on this, Tempest? I mean, I think all of those things can be true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw Brian Alvarez tweet that the Max Dupree thing was an all-time segment. Yes. That's true. I don't know what that means. Could be an all-time great segment. Could be an all-time terrible segment. Just yeah. depends on what you want out of your wrestling. Absolutely. Thought that this was uh, a little long. Like, gone with the wind long. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't think... Mansoir uh -huh. was as into it mm -hmm. as uh, Marseille was. I don't hate the names. No. I don't hate, like, the idea of this. I'm like, all right, it's fun. I don't care about Mace. I don't really care about Mansoor. They're both just guys. This has given them both something. I didn't think this was, like, the best promo I've ever heard L.A. Night cut. Nope. I was like, hmm... This to me feels like they took the guy that they know they can, they know he can talk. Mm -hmm. They know that LA Knight is a talker and they're like, he's the guy we're going to give the dumbest stuff to because maybe he'll be the one that'll make it work. We'll see if he can make it work. I mean, yeah, this was not the worst thing on this show. It was just the most bombastic thing on this show. Absolutely. And I think the point is it's supposed to be stupid. Like, yes. it's supposed to be very over the top. Calling them Marseille and having all the accents and the umlauts and everything on the letters. Like, it's clearly yeah. supposed to be very flamboyant, very over the top. And you're supposed to be like, this guy's really full of himself. Mm -hmm. That's the point. But I still don't know if it works, like, as a segment. It's... Like, I get, I get the point. I don't know if I fully bought what they were going for, but it's not terrible. I don't hate it. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I can't believe they did this to Mace! even though I love Mace. Shout out to Mace for the Monday Night War series. But I'm not like, you know, up in arms about the changes or whatever. I think these are good changes, you know? I'd rather that Mace have this gimmick than his old one because his old one was... Dude. Person. Yeah. So, like, it, it's something, you know? It's something for them to do. And Mansoor was doing nothing as well. So it's right. something for him to do. It's a gimmick. It's cool. Like, it's, it's fine. There's nothing outwardly wrong with it. I just wasn't, like, blown away by it either. It was okay. Yeah, and I will say that I really do think that this could end up being a gimmick where it's like, yeah, if you embrace it and you give your all to it, you can probably get something out of it. That being said, I watched Mace came out and I was like, oh, all right, I'm digging this. And it kept going. I was like, all right, that was a little long. You could, you could cut this a little bit shorter. And then Mansoor came out and I was like, hmm. This is long. This this is long. And, like, Mace really had the whole... The, he had the poses down, like... He is, he, he's a handsome man. They're both handsome men. Yeah. I will give them that. Yeah. They've got the looks for it, yeah. but Mace really... He looked like he had walked a runway at right. some point. Yeah. He sold me on Marseille. Yeah. Mansoir did not sell me. Mm -hmm. I need to see him do that again. Maybe he just needs to practice in front of the mirror more often or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know what I'm going to think when I see these guys in the ring as a tag team for the first time. Mm -hmm. But are we even going to see that? Because what are we getting next week, Pete? Well, they're, they're displaying their uh, tennis wear. 2022 collection is coming next week. So. So. I think this could be a fun way to differentiate their entrances week to week. Sure. Just come out with a new fashion, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. a new outfit, mm -hmm. new fit. Give these guys some drip. Yep. If it's just them walking this runway and walking back, I'm already sick of it. Yeah. I, I think this is genuinely, this could be a really fun gimmick. Especially yeah. because I feel like in the last couple years... I feel like wrestlers have just tried to outdo themselves on how outrageous their outfits can get. Sure. When yes, you look at people absolutely. like Seth and Becky, and then you have amazing cosplays that people yeah. do for big entrances and stuff, like drip has become like a huge thing in like wrestling entrances. So just doing that, but every week and mm. having something new and fresh for them to do every week as they make their entrance for their match 
is a really good idea because then you'd be like, what are they going to wear next week? Mm. And you're interested to see what they're going to do the next week. It how, adds how to their talk. character. It exactly. genuinely adds to it. Exactly. It can't be their whole character, though. Exactly. It can't be their whole character. They need to also wrestle on yeah. top of it. They need to have a story on top of it. If it is just them doing runway every week, I'm going to get real bored of it yep. real fast. I was bored of it by the end of this segment. Exactly. That, and I will allow it for this segment because it's the introduction. Right. I will allow it on week one. Literally week two, if they do it again, they've jumped the shark. Yeah, exactly. They, they need to add something to it. They need to be wrestling. Or at the very least, if they don't wrestle next week, they need to at least indicate that they will be doing right. that. Right. Have it be interrupted by somebody. Have them make a mockery of this runway thing and then build to the next match. Sure. That's fine. Just let me believe that this is going to lead to a match and not just, here's the, here's the tennis collection. Mm -hmm. Here's the fall collection. Here's yeah. blah, 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 blah. I'm not interested in that no. at all. But Absolutely. this could be a fun little gimmick. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think also, well, okay. I've seen also mixed feelings mm -hmm. on their little slogan that they have. Ah, uh, yes. Where Max Dupree said that they will titillate the juices of your guilty pleasures. Now, as a sentence, that doesn't make sense. No. And the fact that immediately afterwards, Pat McAfee was on commentary saying, I felt titillated. Everyone here feels titillated. We're all titillating all over this arena. That just straight up says me. This is Vince McMahon going, <laughs> he said titillate. Yep. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> you get it, pal? Yeah. He said titillate. <laughs> that, is, that is literally what I think this is for. And that immediately yeah. makes it not fun. I mean, he, I was surprised that Vince wasn't on this show because, like, yeah. it's on every show. WWE programming is, to put it indelicately, Vince McMahon just jacking off at this point. Mm -hmm. And, like, sure, man, if that's what you want to do with your money, but it's not what I would do with mine. No, not at all. It's just, yeah. I, I think that on this show in particular... Hearing titillate the juices of your guilty pleasures was just like the next yeah. layer yeah. in the WWE branding absolute nonsense bollocks that they have. Because they had so many examples of it on this show alone mm -hmm. that this was just another one of those being like, well, that's really stupid. <laughs> I just thought of a really great idea that I'm going to save. No, that's going to go for when I inevitably get involved in like CBW. I just <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, God. Good stuff. WWE, very stupid. WWE, very stupid. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I don't, the thing is, now I'm really out of whack because we went live late. Yeah. I don't know how long we've been talking about it's that enough. section it's for. It's like 10 minutes. Go okay. Because normally chest. it likes to be like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. So then we can go on to the to the next bit. Yeah. But I don't know how long we've been talking about it for. I need, I don't even have the ultra chat ready. Oh, you fool. Send in your ultra chest. Russelltalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out everyone that's five US dollars before the end of the show, including one from Charles Berg saying the model quote unquote character is classic. Being vain, narcissistic, and petty has been used pretty. by met. Oh, by and pretty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Petty too. Screw them. Petty and pretty. <laughs> and pretty. Uh, it's been used by many to great success or failure. Unfortunately, whenever uh, I hear male model, I think of Zoolander. So I hope they drink orange mocha frappuccinos and can't turn left. Hey, man. I think Zoolander's kind of the vibe they're going for? Question mark? Like. Not a dated reference at all. That's fine. New movie. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they yeah. get a sequel recently? <laughs> That was like, I don't even know how many years ago that was. It was like five years ago, something yeah, like that. Recent something enough. crazy. Recent enough for yeah. WWE, anyway. Tails P says, 2K finally put a wrestler in the game as soon as they were signed. Is, mmm, the new HLA? They just show up and leave. I need to get used to Cassidy's new theme. I heard four piano notes and ran out of my kitchen uh, because I thought it was Shibata. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, we all know what a reaction to Shibata looks like. Mm. Yeah. That was a, that was a thing, Shibata. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I did really enjoy the fact that we still had no idea. And we're like, <laughs> oh my god! Tempest, you're okay? loud noises. Yeah, well, that's what's happening. Uh, yeah, appreciated that. Um, also, yeah, Pat McAfee being like, can't wait to see mm, next week. I was like, I hate it. We watched that show together we just did. before doing this 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 podcast. And I watched this episode of SmackDown twice. I can tell you right now, nothing else on this show made me get out of my chair and walk away, needing to just take a breath. And Pat McAfee saying, "I can't wait to see." Mm. It was a uh, it was an experience. I quite enjoyed watching it together, though. Yeah, because we could share in the "Wow, that's stupid" feelings. <sighs> yeah. Which we don't often get to do. No. Um, Liam Leonard said, Hi gang, my thoughts on Friday Night Survivor Series was, I felt like <laughs> it was an okay show, but the thing that shocks me more than ever is the roster depth and star power. Hopefully some call-ups happen and brightens the roster. Whirlipede Squad for the win! Whirlipede Squad. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's it's the same people over and over again. That's mm-hmm. what happens when you release your whole roster. Let's talk about the rest of SmackDown, shall we? Which started, which started with everyone sitting on a ladder in the ring, being at the top of a ladder, cutting a promo because that's what they do for Money in the Bank. It's always been stupid. It's still stupid. I still hate it. You know, we. I know you talked a lot about like you know screenwriting and story, like that sort of thing, in in your review. Mm. I need them to realize that. The 15 second before and after thing still has to apply to this show. Yeah. You cannot start the show with men on with six men on top of ladders. Yeah. Or five men on top of ladders. Yeah. And just like, why are they up there? How did they get there? They're just having a chat. Yeah. It's just what you do. <laughs> it's wrestling. They they the men talk on top of ladders. It's yeah. just men being men, that's dudes the, being boys, and that's guys the, being dudes. The get out of jail free, right? Well, it's wrestling. That's it's what wrestling. they do. Doesn't have to make sense. Yes, it does. Um, so they all said they'd win. Move on. Yeah, all the all the men's money in the bank uh, competitors said said they'd win. Omos wasn't on a ladder. Uh, the the they all say stuff, nothing important. Then they get interrupted by the Miz, who's interrupted by Ezekiel, who's interrupted by Happy Corbin, who's interrupted by Madcap Moss, all saying that they want the last spot in the money in the bank match because Kevin Owens can't compete medically. He's not cleared or something. They barely referenced it. Uh, everyone then talks over each other. Then they get interrupted by Adam Pearce, who says. We're going to have a good old-fashioned battle royal. And you'd think, you'd be correct in thinking that Adam Pearce just means we're going to have a battle royal. Mm-hmm. That's what a, I thought. We're going to have a good old-fashioned battle royal. Everyone that's in this ring right now is going to be part of this battle royal. 
Let's get it going. But no, because after an ad break, and I saw people in the comments on my edited review saying I was looking too far into this one phrase of good old-fashioned battle royale because it's just an expression. Oh, Pete, it's, it's just a it's just a figure of speech, just, Pete. Stop hyper-criticizing this. It, clearly, they didn't mean it as any sort of branding. After the ad break, little thing pops up in the corner. They're having a good old-fashioned battle royal. That's on a graphic. Not one of those fancy schmancy <laughs> AEW battle royals. We're having a good old-fashioned battle royal. Now, you might be asking, what is a good old-fashioned battle royal? Well, it's a battle royal. That's and, it. And that's it. That's what it is. With nothing on the line. With no stakes and no purpose for being. Hmm. So this was with all the men's money in the bank competitors. And the four and scrubs. The, the four people that also wanted that last spot. Uh, so Omos eliminates a, a bunch of people. He then gets eliminated. Seth, okay. Seth's bit really wound me up. Because I've seen a lot of people being like, Seth was so funny. Because Seth, everyone was trying to take on Omos one, one on one. And Omos pretty much knocked him down every time. Seth then approaches Omos and is like, oh, I don't know whether I should do this. Is. And then just goes, bye! And then eliminates himself over the top rope and walks away. Right? He gets RKO'd from Riddle on the way out, but whatever. That, to me, in a vacuum, is a funny moment. Seth, yeah. Seth acted funnily. Seth Rollins is an entertaining performer. He's charismatic. Did, yeah, yes. he did a funny thing. Yes, exactly. He did a joke. He yes. did a funny. He did a funny. However, it's not funny because it undermines the entire point of the Battle Royal. Because if there are zero consequences for losing, why are you wrestling? What do you gain by winning? There's nothing. And just to prove, like, people are just beating themselves up one day before Money in the Bank. Yeah. Seth is the only smart one in this match. Just leave. Like, there's no reason for you to stay. It, to me, it just summed up how pointless this match was. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. Yeah. It's real stupid. Uh... Almost eliminates a bunch of people. Seth eliminates himself. Commentary said, because Pat McAfee was like, what's this Battle Royal for? It's like, Great question, Pat. Michael Cole said, they're fighting for supremacy of WWE. Pat, Pat, we don't ask those questions, Pat. <laughs> Pat, no. In yet another, yet another example of what are they actually talking about? What does fighting for supremacy of WWE actually mean? Well, Baron Corbin has supremacy of WWE now. Because Corbin won. The person that's not in Money in the Bank oh. tonight. He won. All right. Um, so you'd think, because Corbin won that match, hey, maybe that's a way to get him into that last Money in the Bank spot. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. You know, he wins a battle royal for, for with all the Money in the Bank competitors. Mm -hmm. He's now got to be worthy to, to enter that last spot, right? Well, backstage, he dodges a question about Pat McAfee's challenge at SummerSlam. And then later on in the show, it's still those four, Moss, Corbin, Miz, Ezekiel, are all arguing about who should have that last spot. And each of them make their case of Ezekiel being like, well, I should be in it because I was going to face Kevin Owens in a qualifier and he can't do it, so I should be in it. Miz was like, I was on USA Today and all that stuff. And Corbin's like, I won the Battle Royal just now. And I'm like, yeah, I agree with Corbin. He should be in it. Yeah. And uh, and then Adam Pearce says, well, it's a fatal four-way with you four. Winner gets the final spot. It's like, so what was the point in the Battle Royal? Maybe... The battle royal meant that Baron Corbin was qualified to be in Money in the Bank. <laughs> like when Johnny Knoxville about that. was qualified to be in the Royal Rumble. Not that he had qualified to be in the Royal Rumble. This company is so stupid. He was qualified to enter. So, well, you know what? We might as well talk about this main event now while we're on the subject. Of this four-way, which was Miz versus Mad Cat Moss versus Ezekiel versus Happy Corbin, winner takes the final spot in the Men's Money in the Bank match. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the people involved and to those of you who may like them. This is the most mid-Fatal Four-Way of all time. This is the most two-star Fatal <laughs> Four-Way of all time. How is it that I've seen 
three Fatal 4-Way matches this week. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the ones that we got were Okada versus Jay White <laughs> versus Adam Cole versus Adam Page. And <laughs> Pac versus Malachi Black versus Miro versus Clark Connors. And then the Miz, Baron Corbin, <laughs> Mad Cat Moss, and Ezekiel. Does this not perfectly exemplify the different approaches to pro wrestling for WWE and AEW? And I don't know about you, but I think one of them is much better. Holy oh, smokes. I, this had to be a rib. Right? This has to be a rib against like, Twitter. Good God. They took the four people that Twitter thinks sucked the worst. And they put them in one match. Yeah. This has to be a joke. Like, okay. So this 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 fatal four-way. It's just like the time they made the joke on me that they put my three least favorite wrestlers in a feud together for the IC title. It was Big mm. Show, Ryback, and Miz at SummerSlam. Nice. I was like, they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> They're just doing it to make fun of me. <laughs> um I can't tell you a single spot in this match. No. Uh no. I can't yeah, there's I can one. Tell you one. I can tell you two. No, yeah. I can tell you one, and then one I can tell the you finish. the finish. Yeah. One and the finish, right? So, at one point, Mad Cat Moss catapults the Miz into Baron Corbin's testicles, mm-hmm. okay? Gets hit in the nuts. There's no DQ. It's a fatal four-way, yeah, right? Yeah, grab him by the legs. And the Te- technically, yeah. you know, legal. It's a fatal four-way. Not nice. A bit unsportsmanlike, but, yeah. you know, legal. Sure, fine, whatever. You wouldn't do that to your friend. Yeah. And then, the finish... It's Baron Corbin hitting end of days onto Ezekiel. Mm. Madcap Moss comes in, chucks Corbin into the ring post, out the ring, and then Moss pins Ezekiel off Corbin's end of days. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. That feels like a heel move to me. Mm. Really feels like a heel move. And when you take this little heel moment of Madcap Moss and you extrapolate it out, right? Mm-hmm. You also look at the nut shot that he did in the match. Yeah. Not a great thing. That's also against Corbin. And you look at Baron Corbin's journey on this episode. On this episode, where he started winning a multi-man battle royal, which featured all the people in the match that he wanted to qualify for. He defied all the odds in that one, because clearly they're better than him. They qualify for the match, and he did Really? Such an underdog babyface that he overcame those odds, won a match that he was clearly not supposed to win, and still was denied that spot that he'd earned in that Money in the Bank match, was told he needed to win another multi-man match in order to qualify for that spot. And then he comes, even with those odds, in a fatal four-way, again, he comes fingertips away. He hits his finisher onto Ezekiel, only for his rude, mean arch-rival, Madcap Moss, boo, comes in and steals the pin at the last minute, off Corbin's move. That is a really good, perfect, underdog babyface story. Happy Corbin is not an underdog babyface. Nor are they trying to turn him babyface because he's facing Pat McAfee at SummerSlam and Pat McAfee the whole time is like, you're a bum. We should all laugh at him. He's a idiot. Like, oh my God, it, it drives me up the wall that this company has no concept of storytelling at all. They just write this stuff down and be like, that works. Clearly, it's a great story. And it doesn't work because he's a heel. That's not how this works. They've never read a book. (laughs) Or watched a movie. Or watched a movie or anything. They, like, guys, wrestling's not that hard. It's It's also not that unique. Because it's just good guys and bad guys. What? Show me one movie that has the bad guy go on the experience that Baron Corbin just went on and still be the bad guy at the end. Like, it's so 100% opposite of what it should be. And it always reminds me of like when they were really trying to get Roman Reigns over as this big top baby face. And their plan was for have to have him steal Dean Ambrose's pin to get the main event of WrestleMania. And they couldn't figure out why people like Dean Moore. They're so stupid. 
it's not the same people that are running this now that ran it and made it a global thing and all that. They're too, they've made too much money to fail. They've somehow idiot-proofed WWE that they can still be in business and make decisions like this because if they were not a global company, if they had to base their success off their booking, they would have gone out of business so long ago. This is un incomprehensibly dog-ass storytelling. It really is. Like, it's just, it's Ooh. so backwards. It's so backwards. And, like, I've seen a few people in the in the chat, I've seen people online and being like, why do people have a problem with Pat McAfee calling Corbin a bum? It's like, I don't have a problem with that at all. Like, he's a babyface commentator and he's trying to, you know, dog on the heel. That's fine. They're in a feud. That's totally okay. But it's quite clear that Baron Corbin is the heel. Yeah. And it's totally okay for Pat McAfee to call him a bum. Great. That's a babyface just calling out what is just insulting a heel. That's okay. But you can't then treat that heel like a babyface in all the storylines yeah. and expect it to work because he, it doesn't. He can't be a sympathetic character when he's being called a bum. Exactly. Ah, it's just basic ah. stuff, man. They wind me up so much. God, remember when he was broke-ass Baron Corbin and a real character for once? And he, and he was, was going so on an good. Arc? He was going on an arc, and then they just changed him back to Baron Corbin, and they gave him stupid music and a stupid hat and a stupid shirt, and they just, oh, he's going to have happy talk every single week, and it's going to be awful, and we're going to laugh. <laughs> this company <laughs> drives me up the wall. <laughs> They drive me up the wall. Also, for people saying, why do we bother watching SmackDown? It's because it's our job. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's our job to watch this like, show. So that's why. And it's really, really funny to me because we obviously get plenty of comments and, and everything saying like, oh, you guys watch SmackDown so that we don't have to. And yeah, that that's all well and good. That's more or less why we're here. You sure. Know, that's why anybody does reviews of these terrible shows. Sure. But it's the ones who are just like, mm, Pete, I, I think that's just a, uh, a figure of speech, Pete. Um... <laughs> I was like, you clearly didn't watch the show! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people who were like, the show's not that bad. I watched the YouTube clips. It's like, no, no, no. You don't need, get it. You need the full experience. You, you need to watch the show. You need to see the cut to commercial and the back from commercial and the terrible pacing between everything. And then the graphic that comes up in the bottom screen mm -hmm. where it's like the new Vicious Viking Raiders <laughs> debut oh, next week. that as well! It's everything. It's the AR during the entrances. It's the commentary that talks over the people that are guests. Mm -hmm. It's everything that they cut out that make the YouTube clips look not that bad. Yeah. The two-hour show that is SmackDown is awful! <laughs> I can watch out-of-context clips of any movie and have mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. Regardless of how bad the movie is, I can mm -hmm. have fun if I just watch the best clips. Yeah. If I sit down and watch a three-hour terrible movie, I'm not doing that every week. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Anywho, so that was the opener and main event of this uh, of this show. Yeah. In between, we had a nice little video package for Natalia versus Ronda Rousey. Natalia did a promo, which was... Very odd. Something. <laughs> she can make fun of my rack all she likes. All right, Natty. Why is this feud about racks and babies? I and... don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. She said that Ronda's kid was 10 months old, and then later in the show, Ronda's whole promo was her saying, actually, I think you'll find that my kid is nine months old. Thank you very much. And also, I'm going to beat Natty on, on Saturday. It's like, you know what? Who cares? <laughs> you, you, you continue. I just want to make sure. I'm going to fact check Ron Rousey. <laughs> fact Ron check Ron 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 yeah, I just want to make sure. You know, like, if you're going to put this on TV, it better be right. <laughs> when did she have her baby? Oh, my um, God. Does anybody please, know? Please uh, tell me. Uh, uh, well, okay. Well. Uh, depends on the technicality of okay, it. Okay, here we because go. Because it was September 27th. Okay. Right? So, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. So it's not quite... Not it's like, if you're going by the calendar on the month, and the blah, 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 yeah. the month on the calendar, rather, yeah. then yeah, it might be ten months, but... It's like, well, it's the end of that month and the start of this month, so is that really nine? What the point is, it's, it doesn't matter! <laughs> And the whole problem is about how Natty's bad at maths. It's like, why does this matter? Why does this matter for their money in the bank match? Anyway, New Day versus Viking Raiders doesn't get underway. New Day did a promo being like, they were mean. They stopped Shanky from dancing. And then they came out with their shields and then they beat them up. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, hey, that was a cool promo, except for the bit <clears throat> where commentary, Kingston, Woods, the ring announcer, every single one of them referred to them as the new vicious Viking Raiders. Ooh. Like, WWE's branding is so atrociously awful. I think you'll find it's laughable. Laughable? Hey, watch my entity review on the main Wrestle Talk channel. Maybe I say that once or twice. Uh, like, I don't even know what to say about it at this point. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> they just open a thesaurus and they're just like, hmm, and <gasps> this one. We're going to put this one on someone's name now. I just, I don't understand how someone can come up with this idea and they go, great idea. Yeah, this got written down, passed through people, everything. They've got like 30 some writers. I'm like... And the best they can, the, it's either the best they can come up with is this, in which case fire all of them, mm -hmm. or it doesn't get past Vince, so why bother having them? Right. Mm. The thing is, it would still be really bad if yeah. commentary and the ring announcer, excuse me, if commentary and the ring announcer referred to them as the new Vicious Viking Raiders. Yeah. That's still really bad, because it's a bad name. Yeah. But, that's slightly different. Then having Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods refer to them as the new Vicious Viking Raiders in their own promo. No, see, I would almost flip it. I would almost flip it. Get rid of the branding and just have it be a promo. Right. Because you don't need to put it on their friggin' nameplate that they're new and also vicious. <laughs> you can show and not tell. Maybe you mentioned that in your edited review as well. Because all you need to Shut do in this down. case is have them come out because they're new. And then have them be vicious. <laughs> oh, like, cause just in case the, you didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. like you know, cause I think the new day could come out there and just be like, oh, the new vicious Viking Raiders, ha 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 ha. Mm. And because they're they're the new day, they're goofy. You know, sure. they can make a promo out of them being new and vicious. It's the fact that oh, those were words chosen on purpose. Where mm. I was like, well, this whole show, this whole show is fake. Yeah. It's when I hear the same thing repeated by five different people. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, none of you are real people. Yeah. You're all just robots, just blah, 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 speaking jargon. Mm -hmm. And I, mm, I can't watch WWE and get invested in it because I know it's all fake. Yeah. There's not one moment where I can suspend my disbelief and think that anything I'm watching is real. Yeah. And I like this segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did as well. That's the thing. God, like, the brand again, minus awful. ones. The minus mm -hmm. ones have been really piling up lately. Mm -hmm. It's gotten it's gotten incomprehensible how many Especially minus ones show. there are on like, this the show. The thing is, I ain't even mentioned pacing. I haven't no. even mentioned camera work. I ain't no. mentioned nothing. You know, my normal complaints that I have about the show, they're still there. I just don't have time to talk about them. Otherwise, I'd be here for seven years. Six-woman tag, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and Liv Morgan versus Lacey Evans, Shotzi, and Raquel Rodriguez. They're all in the Money in the Bank match. Becky Lynch was on commentary. Yep. Um, uh, the billing for this match going into it, it's Raw versus SmackDown up next. Now, hold on a second, because I believe that I was told that Survivor Series was the one night of the year where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head -head in direct competition. Now, what is this on my SmackDown? I think it's Raw versus SmackDown going head-to-head -head in direct competition. So what is the truth? What is the truth? The truth is that Survivor Series is not the one mm. night of the year where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head -head in direct competition, which means when they say it comes Survivor Series, they're liars. That's what it is. WWE would never lie to me. No, of course not. Never. They, they never lie. Uh, live one. I don't really have too much else to say. This, no, match, was, this it, match was fine. Anti momentum. Sure. It's weird. If she wins, if she wins tonight, I'll, I'll be surprised. Not yeah. disappointed, but I'll be surprised. I'll be like, damn, you reversed reverse psychology me. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. And then it'll like loop back around and they'll just, <laughs> yeah. every like 10 and years or so, every 10 years or so, it's like, well, actually, if they win on the last pay per view, they're actually going to win. And mm -hmm. then that'll play its course and then they'll lose and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But then. Yeah. Then Becky hits a manhandle slam to Asuka. And it was fine. She Why? Posed. She Why posed. would she do that? Why would she do that? WWE's Twitter put out a tweet of her hitting the manhandle slam. What are like, you doing, Becky? What's Becky doing? She's hitting a move on Asuka. Yeah. They're feuding. What do you expect, you Becky, saw, to do? Why? You were surprised. You just got. You just saw a bunch of dudes like commit assault with shields. 
And then this yeah. wrestler hit a wrestling move, and they're like, what? Whoa! Uh, Sonya Deville slapped Adam Pearce backstage. He was wearing a jacket! You can't do We were told, we were told on this show, on this very show, that you, you can't touch authority figures when they are wearing a jacket. That's what we were told. Did they lie to us again, Pete? And yet, here he was in a jacket, straight across the face. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Can't believe they betray us like this. Usos and Street Profits had a little promo segment <laughs> where they got where they got little podiums. This might be the bit that breaks me. I apologize in advance. They got little podiums, and Kayla Braxton is like, "Hey, it's an AMA. I can ask anything I want. Anything. Anything that I want, I will ask." Hey, Uso, hey, Usos, are you fearful of losing your titles? Why is it always? Hey, person, you might suck tomorrow. <laughs> what you gonna do if you suck tomorrow? Cause they get her on, they get Becky Lynch on commentary, and they're like, "Oh, what are you gonna do if you don't win?" Ask her what she's gonna do if she does win. <laughs> What's the plan, Usos? What do you have next? Are you planning on this match? Are you looking to the future? What? What? The questions from these interviewers are bad. And they've always been bad. Always. Always. And when I also see someone like Seth Rollins having to open up the show and say, <laughs> welcome to SmackDown. <laughs> you know, he's doing the welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah. Is this not the role that like Gene Okerlund used to have and be great at where you just have someone be the host of the show mm -hmm. and can do the, the interactions like this and welcome people and then do the interviews mm -hmm. and ask good questions, lead them through promos. There's nothing like that now. You just get wooden dialogue from bad actors asking stupid, stupid questions and then having to get stupid responses. Yeah. I mean, I think you're onto something with that with that hosting. You know, yeah. you know who I think would be great for that. Mm. I think they should get a load of celebrities to do like special guest hosting on the show. <laughs> get, out <of> <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> oh. So then, so then she says, "Hey, Usos, are you fearful about losing your titles?" And they go, "No, no. <laughs> we're the Usos. We're fine." Stupid why did question. Why did you ask us that, Kayla? And they're right. Why is it that the heels are always right on this show? Becky came out and she was on commentary being like, look at all these idiots wrestling a day before Money in the Bank. I'm resting before the show. I'm like, yeah, you're you're right, Becky. You're right. Why is everyone else stupid? You ever like, do you ever get Tom Brady in an interview before the Super Bowl and say, so you scared that you're going to lose? Yeah. No. No. They don't. Because that would be stupid. That's not what real journalists ask in situations like this. And again, it just feels fake. Yeah, very much so. Speaking yeah. of feeling fake, Tempest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kayla's next question directed to the Street Profits was, uh, you haven't held gold in WWE in a year and a half. Have you lost your killer instinct? And also, what's this I'm hearing about you two not getting along? So first of all, you guys suck. <laughs> First of all, you guys don't win anything and are losers. But also, I hear that you actually don't like each other, so tell me about that. All right, all right, all right. Now listen up, because you can't just say that. That's not how storytelling works. You have to show us this stuff if that's what you want to do. If you're going to break up the Street Profits, first off, why? What are you doing? They're great. But secondly, if that's what you want to do, all right, fine. You want to break up the street profits. You can't just say, well, they're not getting along. So, uh, guess they're going to break up, right? You have to show us this. Like, I, I mentioned this in my edited review. Like, if you go to any legitimate media criticism that there is of movies, TV shows, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. If you find anyone that has a criticism of a movie that says, show, don't tell. Yes. And all they did was they told us stuff without showing us any of these characters feeling these emotions or showing these emotions, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. It's bad writing. It's bad screenplay. It's 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 bad. It's bad is what it is. Yeah. And having them just say, you two aren't getting along. Despite having never seen that before, they've not even had a miscommunication spot in a match. Ever. They've not seen 
any They're like dissension. the most well-oiled team in WWE. <laughs> like zero dissension between them at all. To just say, you two are not getting along is absolutely baffling and not how storytelling works. It is basic, basic 101 storytelling yeah. that they cannot achieve. Oh, yeah. this show drives me up the wall. Yeah. I don't know if anyone can tell. I had a bad day yesterday. (laughs) I had a really bad day yesterday. And this morning, waking up to watch this show, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to watch the show anymore. Yeah. It's always the best ones when you wake up in the morning and there are tweets being like, can't wait for Pete and Tempest to review this one. I was like, oh, good. It's a good one. Oh, no. Like, you remember when we used to watch SmackDown and it usually wasn't all good, but there were Roman Reigns related things that we would enjoy and there were good things on SmackDown. What were they? It was the subtle storytelling. Mm -hmm. It was Roman Reigns and the Usos and looking at their facial expressions when they weren't the ones talking Mm -hmm. and seeing how the other two were interacting while they were having a one-to-one meanwhile there's paul Heyman being like i don't know about this and there's roman reigns actually not agreeing with what jimmy uso says as soon as he turns around there's nothing like that on this show anymore Mm -hmm. that was show don't tell we didn't need people to be like roman reigns clearly isn't a fan of what jay uso or what jimmy uso is saying right now because we could see it they're not even, it's not even like they're telling us and also showing us and be like, just just show us. It's okay. You don't need to tell us. They're not even doing that. Yeah. They're just saying, oh, they're not getting along. According to who? Yeah. According to who? Because again, you can't just say, my sources tell me you guys aren't, aren't getting along. And they're both just like, well, who said that? And she had no answer. <laughs> like, they're both just like, no. Both teams. She asked stupid questions <laughs> to both teams yeah. and they're both just like, no, no, idiot. Okay, you can leave now. Like, why not just have a promo segment? Why do you have to make one of your employees look like a freaking idiot every week? Christ on a biscuit. I hate the show, Pete. <laughs> that was so bad. After they got all that stupid nonsense out of the way, they actually had like a pretty intense like yeah. uh, promo back and forth. They did each other's catchphrases. I thought that bit was actually really good. Yeah. And it made me more excited for the match uh, tonight. Great. That's really good. If you just had that promo segment or you had like that bit, but pre-recorded right. and then played like back to back or like interfacing between the two. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Perfect. What a great segment. Great. A solid promo hyping the match tonight perfect but they had all this nonsense to put in front of it yeah oh my god i hate it so much is that smackdown are we missing anything else because i think that's smackdown <gasps> oh my god that's smackdown i Thank thought we had god. more to cover okay we get to talk about yeah, rampage now nonsense let's talk about a good show let's talk about rampage which <sighs> talking about rampage now uh, just because we've got there a bit a bit quick we are now talking about rampage we can Thank be happy now christ which kicked off with the Royal Rampage, yeah. which they did after Blood and Guts, which was their version of essentially a Royal Rumble, kind it's, of. Like, a, like a, a Royal Rumble mini. Yeah, it's like their version of like the Royal Rumble, World War Three. Sure. You know, multi-ring battle royal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, this was a good old-fashioned battle royal. Uh, no, it wasn't. They had a graphic up for it and everything. <laughs> um, where it's essentially uh, four people start off, two in each ring. After a minute, one person comes out, one into one ring, one in the other, one in wrong, one ring, one in the other. So you have ten in each. Uh, everyone gets eliminated until there's one person left in each ring. Then they just have a normal battle royal between the two of them. They can go between the two rings. Mm. Fairly simple stuff. It, it was actually good. was very simple. It was good. Because, like, any... That was the thing. When I saw the tweet announcement for this match, I was like, you guys gotta just pick one, ro- mm-hmm. like one battle royal... One one way to do it, just pick something and stick with it because I can't handle like changing rules and things like this. Mm-hmm. But this was actually very simple. This was. Unlike every time TNA it said, it's really quite simple. This actually was. It was just a Royal Rumble in a rectangle instead of a square. Yes, that's that's literally it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so our competitors in the one ring, we had Hobbs, Hangman, Stark, Silver, Roosh, Pentagon, Lee, or Penta Oscuro, I should say, Keith Lee, Dustin, Darius Martin, and, nope, Dante nope, Martin. Dante Martin, sorry. And Brody King in one. And the other one, Tony Nese, Darby Allen, The Butcher, Max Caster, The Blade, Swerve Strickland, Matt Hardy, Kazarian, uh, Kanosuke Takeshita, and Orange Cassidy. Nice. 
It's a solid lineup. These guys are competing for the first title shot against John Moxley for the interim AEW World Title. Mm -hmm. uh, there was some really fun like elimination spots going back and forth between Hangman and John Silver playing off their history yes. Dark Order stuff. Them like teasing that they're going to eliminate each other, but they actually don't. That was funny. It is incredible to me that. I don't think it, it like I, I've been pretty open with the fact that like I love Hangman Page. I've been a big fan of his matches this year, but I have felt that his character work has been lacking. Mm -hmm. That being said, I'm counting what we see on TV, not what's on Being the Elite and all that sort of thing. One segment here with John Silver, I was like, I care more about Hangman's character now than I have the entire year of him just being happy cowboy champion defending against all comers. That's mm -hmm. still good. But I have no idea why we couldn't be doing this Dark Order, are they friends, are they not thing, the entire year. Mm -hmm. It gives Hangman Page's character so much more depth. Emotional depth. Yep. That, and that was what made me love him. That's why I love the Hangman Page arc. It's because of the Dark Order stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, I thought that this had one of the best finishes I've seen in a battle royal mm -hmm. in ages and a near near elimination spot with the matt hardy thing where he was yeah. hanging on to the second yeah, rope yeah, yeah. and dropped to the bottom rope but yeah. still kept his feet up that was a really cool spot and he was, was eliminated good. immediately afterwards but but it was cool it was cool there were a lot of good things like Takeshita went nuts in this oh, match God, I love he that had man. just he had enough time to be highlighted mm -hmm. i love that man yeah. i want that man to be tnt champion like yes. tomorrow but there was a lot to like in this battle royal, and mm. then an excellent finish. An absolutely excellent finish. Uh, the last two remaining people, uh, after Hangman Page went a bit nuts, uh, was going to go for a buckshot, Brody King just comes in and just body checks him straight off, yep. and he just gets eliminated on the outside. That was cool. It was Brody King and Darby Allen were the two left. And when you look at the lineups for both these matches, uh, both of us said it, because we, mm. we watched Rampage together, you having already watched Rampage before, yep. and we watched SmackDown together, me having watched SmackDown already before. When we were watching Rampage together then, uh, we both said, as soon as we got to that final, so I was like, what a perfect final two for this match. Perfect. A guy who likes getting thrown around and a guy who throws people around, mm -hmm. big guy, small guy, guys who have history together, like mm -hmm. they're just, it's great. Yeah. I love this pairing. I don't know why. Like I, when Brody King enters AEW, my first initial thought is not, well, they got to do Brody King versus Darby Allen. Because, well, they both wrestled for Defy, you know? Yeah. They gotta. But then they get to that point, and I was like, another great match. Like, another great little pairing mm -hmm. that even if it, for now, is just in a battle royal and doesn't have to be, like, a singles match, mm -hmm. I'm like, there's another match I want to see. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, there's so many of them in AEW that you can just kind of, like, pull one out of nowhere like that, and I was like, that's also perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... And then... They had the great finish where... Uh, uh, Brody King was running a little bit wild, kind of crushing Darby Allen a little bit. Darby had a little bit of a hoax spot coming back into it. Brody just takes him, chokes him out, drags him over the top rope, and hangs him out over the floor. Mm -hmm. Darby passes out, kind of like fighting, kind yeah. of like gra gra grabbing the arms, yeah. and then he just drops. His arms just drop, and he just goes completely motionless, and he's just holding him up by his neck. And it lets him go, crumples to the floor on the outside. Brody King wins. Brilliant. What a spot. Brilliant. What a spot. Made him look like such a monster. And what a brilliant way. Because we thought that Brody King's fantastic from, mm. you know, his stuff in House of Black. So right. far in his AEW run, he's looked pretty good. This, him now going on to face Moxley, I think if he hadn't have had this, like, level of awesome finish, I don't think I'd be as hyped for the match. But genuinely, this finish being so good made me go like, that's how much I want to see. Yep. I'm really looking forward to Moxley overcoming the odds. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And it's, it's perfect to me because Brody King is not a guy where I'm like, he's going to be world champion within the next two years. Mm -hmm. It would be a surprise. I mean, they could do anything. But, you know, he's not the, the top of the main event scene right now. But goddamn, that's a great championship match. Yeah. That's a great TV championship match. 100%. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely Fantastic battle royal. I demand every time they do Blood and Guts to have one of these. Yep. Uh, Hook then did a promo. <laughs> Whatever. I did not write down what he said. Uh, he's, uh, you got it written down on your notes? Uh, yeah, I got that quote. But Alex Marvez like, asked us, like, I think you're kind of a go with the flow kind of guy. I can't handle our Alex Marvez asking <laughs> questions either. But he's also bad. He's also bad. Yeah. Hook like grabs him by the tie 
and says, you know, the thing is, Alex, people don't think. What it, like, what's essential is invisible to the eye. And he walked off, and I was like, all right, you need to team with Matt Seidel instead yeah. with that third eye open, my dude. Or, or Jaden Smith, I guess. Or Jaden Smith, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. What does that mean, Hook? Uh, we then had Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi versus the Young Bucks. This was very fun. Mm -hmm. uh, this was... Uh, I, you mentioned this on your edited review, that the Bucks are so good that even though the crowd weren't super into Goto and Yoshihashi, they then also played the babyface role to get them to cheer when Goto and Yoshihashi got back into it. Like, Matt was mm -hmm. mocking being in the babyface corner and doing right. like the come on let's go and the crowd like started playing along with it it and wasn't they were like oh boo piss off stop doing that it was yeah. no they he got he played the role of the babyface for goto and yoshihashi mm -hmm. i love the young bucks yeah they're so they're good. so they are the kings of tv tag wrestling mm -hmm. i I don't understand how I am so fickle that every time, like, the Young Bucks will drop the AEW tag titles or something. And then, like, you know, FTR, the Lucha Brothers or somebody, will have their run, and they'll be having the great matches, and I'll be like, oh, man, maybe someone else's best tag team. And then I watch the Young Bucks have, like, one match on TV, and I was like, nope, still them. Yep. I love still FTR. And if you get upset about this, this is just a difference of opinion. I think FTR is number two. But... I do think the Young Bucks are, like, the best tag team. And it was really cool for me, as a New Japan fan, to see them wrestle, like, the heavyweight tag teams that they didn't get to wrestle in New Japan because mm -hmm. their heavyweight tag title run wasn't super long, and they really only wrestled G.O.D. and Evil and Sonata. But this was, like, so much fun. It was like, I didn't know that this match was coming. I kind of went into Rampage blind. I didn't know the card. And then Goto and Yoshihashi came out, and I was like, Oh my god, this is going to be incredible! Why wasn't this match on Forbidden Door? Uh, good. Oh, yeah. um, and they made perfect use of the two rings. Yeah! Double springboards, the, baby! The double springboard is my kink. <laughs> I love this stuff. Like, genuinely, you can watch, like, the live reactions we did to the first Blood and Guts match, and as mm. soon as Sammy does, like, the double springboard cutter thing, I was like... Five-star match. Let's go. They did the double springboard. And I was like, is someone going to do a double springboard on this show? Like, mm -hmm. You got it. There's another ring there. And then sure enough, Nick Jackson does two of them. He does the double springboard into a crossbody to take out, I believe, her, I believe Goto. And then he turns around and does the double springboard best melter driver ever for the pin on Yoshihashi. And I was like, these are the best goddamn wrestlers in the world and i love the young bucks so much they did exactly what i want to see out of a match like this and i can only thank them for it it was really fun it was really fun had a lot of fun watching this match uh jonathan gresham got a good promo he's having yeah. his rampage match next week team teaming up with lee moriarty mm -hmm. cool excited for that uh then we have the main event of tony storm versus nyla rose nyla rose is the best promo just yeah. the best. Every time she cuts a promo, I'm like, why did you ever have Vicky Guerrero? Like, yeah. god damn. She is so good at promo. So naturally charismatic. Mm -hmm. It's insane. She really needs to be cutting more promos, basically. Because they're great. Every single time. Uh, this was a fine match. Um, nothing too crazy, but it was good. Yeah. You know, pretty solid stuff. Crowd got into it by the end, I thought. And uh, Tony won with it. Uh, she had to do a few DDTs. Uh, hit uh, one on the outside, did like, a tornado one in the in the ring, and did like a, a delayed one, almost like a Ziggler style yeah. uh, DDT in the ring uh, to get the win over Nyla Rose. It was good stuff. Yep. Nothing really to say about it, though. Like, no, not really. Because, again, as I said in my edited review, Thunder Rosa then came out to make the save afterwards because Maria Shafir and Nyla Rose were still beaten down on Tony Storm, and then the baby faces were triumphant, and they ran off the heels, and that was, that was the end of the show. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that, but I also feel like this could have been last week. This could have been the week before that. This could have mm -hmm. been the week before that. We're still somehow only on chapter one of this feud, and we've already had a title match. Like, I don't feel like the title match had any impact on the direction of the story other than just who is Not in possession all. of the belt. Yeah. And that is what needs to change. Yes. That's what needs to change about the women's division. Because, again, when you just look at them in a vacuum, I thought this was a fine segment. But then when you look at it as a whole, it starts to fall apart a little bit. Mm -hmm. So work to be done, but a good batch.
And a very good episode of Rampage. A very good episode of Rampage. Uh, it was announced that on Dynamite next week, it is going to be Tony and uh, Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa versus uh, Nyla Rose and Marine Shafir. Uh, they have officially called them Thunderstorm. Hell yeah. Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm, which I have feel like I have mixed feelings on. I feel like I like the name, but also I feel like you should only give the tag team names to tag teams. You know, like yeah. people who are actually in a team, not like we're teaming for this week. Therefore, I remember we have when a team that was name. a thing. You, you know? know, you didn't get a team name unless you were kind of established like yeah. that. Like I remember when they gave uh, Jericho and Big Show their own music. I was like, oh, this is a real team. Jericho. This isn't just two dudes like mm. just being a team with the belts. Like, no, they're going for it. So. Yeah. I don't know. There's these two. There's Mercedes and Serena. There's the baddies. I don't know. Chris Statt and Athena seem to be on the same page. There might be another set of belts coming. That's just speculation. I don't really think we need more belts. Women's tag belts. How about we fix the women's title first? That anyway. would be Anyway, good, good show. Yeah, watch Rampage. Let's, uh... Good show. Enjoyed it a lot. Smackdown sucked. Before we get into the rest of your old chats, we have to say thank you to some very special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on our Patreon page. Head on, head on over to our Patreon page if you haven't yet. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Uh, you get loads of extra cool bonus perks. You get shout outs, you get WrestleTalk Extra, WrestleTalk After Dark. Loads of extra bonus content. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname. And it gets read on a show much like this one. So, thank you to have an argy bargy margy pargy. Yeah. We don't need to clap because we've got Hall of Fame music, but you know. Yeah, but I like doing the clap. Okay. You fine. know, I say yeah and I clap. Hundred dollar man, see Horver. I'll, I'll let you clap. Uh, Akawashi tape. Angelic Angelo Mercado. Spider-Man's greatest villain, Doctor Dark Seven. The Kessel Run, DX Solo. Double L, Liam Leonard. Yeah, what a big guy. Mad Max, the Meat Father. Yeah. It's Mad Mac. Oh, Mad Mac, the Meat Father, yeah. Abominable Michael Abbott. Yeah. Super Kick, Nick Mazesco. Yeah. Ryan Disco Stewart. Yeah. And A.A. Ron Turner. Yeah. Thank you very much, all of our pledge hammers. Let's get into uh, the last of your ultra chats here. Last chance to get those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read out all the ones that are five US bucks. Not by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, Aten said, uh, maximum male models versus the Viking Raiders could be interesting, especially if the Raiders get Edge to manage them because he was in the TV show Vikings. Ha. Huh. If there's something I'll enjoy less than Judgment Day, it'll be that. You know, he shouldn't have cut his hair. He needed the long hair for that. Vandalia1998 said, Peep, they must be trying to create a brand new character called the Underdog Heel. Whatever. Good lord. Misha Sumra said, uh, LIW IRL is the absolute hotness that WrestleTalk deserves. Unquestionably, the best thing about SmackDown is watching you both rip it to shreds. P.S. Tempest, Shota Umino is tagging with uh, Yota Suji versus Lycos Jim at RevPro in London tomorrow. Just saying. I think, that's gonna, I think that's supposed to say, like, Lyco's Kid or something. Lyco's Jim. Yeah. That that sounds uh, very spicy. Mm. I love Shota Umino. Uh, on the subject of Rampage, Hannah Allen said, Lovely chaps, Rampage ruled. Rumble was so much fun. I honestly really enjoyed seeing something kind of different, making the win count with an out-of-the-box winner. AEW boys, eek, Jonah Hill excited, gif, bucks are life, lol, lots of love, hashtag jam that jam, hashtag LOW444 life. Thank you so much. J.S. Wooten said, Mox fighting Brody King? Yes. Hangman fighting Team Taz? Yes. OC and BF elevating the Butcher and the Blade? Hell yeah. TK figured something out with that battle royal. Also, you two in just the same room doing a podcast is good stuff, pals. L-I-W forever. When it says forever. Oh, well, for, for life. Forever. Ah, uh, forever. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Ian you know, Irving. Not, not to, you know, steamroll through this or anything, mm. but... Uh, 
I, I was like watching this and I was like, oh yeah, Hangman Page and Team Taz. Mm. We've seen that already. Yeah. But because of how AEW's roster is constructed and how you can see people develop, like Hangman Page against Powerhouse Hobbs is a match now. Oh yeah. That's a match. Hangman Big Page match. and Ricky Starks is a match. Mm. It's not like, oh, those were the two guys that he wrestled while he was feuding with Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. Now, hell yeah, I want to yeah. see them him face Team Taz. Ian Irving said, I was annoyed at the lack of uh, lack of guts at Blood and Guts, the lack of royalty at Royal Rampage, not even a crap one like Prince Edward. I began penning a strongly worded letter, and then Tony came through. He gave us a king. Seriously, though. Brody King, WTF. What do you mean WTF? Why not? I love it. Cassidy Delaney said, hey, Lord Tempest and Lord Chopper, I absolutely love that Brody won because you'd never, ever have seen that coming. But also, it makes all of House of Black a threat. Oh, and that match on Wednesday is going to be stupid, crazy, wonderful. Can't wait. Agreed. Ready, set, mech said, hello. Even though Rampage was a blast in person, but over five hours of hot wrestling may have burned the crowd out. But goddamn, the Rampage of Royals was amazing. Uh, the tag match was amazing despite uh, of the tired crowd, and Storm looked like a badass. Love you, lads. Love Tony Storm. Mm, she is great. Mm-hmm. Sweet Monkey Tuesday said, I like the Storm Niner match. Hopefully they'll build a feud properly so they can get to the stakes. Am I right in thinking we've only had one women's match in 2022 that had a stipulation? Baker Rosa Cage? Uh, wasn't the, the women's, uh, uh, lights out something or other street fight death match with the bunny and Anna Jay. Wasn't that in January? Oh, that was a tag match, right? Yeah. 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 That's all that, I think that was this year. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Ten Rosa said, uh, Luke. Okay. Uh, Louis Dangora saying that Cena is not wrestling at SummerSlam. Wow. Heard that. I've also heard he's not wrestling at SummerSlam. LOL. Vandalia1998 said, Hey Tempest, uh, are you used to talking with Pete in person yet instead of through a camera? Also, good luck tonight with your first attempt for the title. Thank you. It won't be an attempt. Mm. Uh, yeah, Can you know. That bell. Genuinely, uh, it's not like we're stepping into this with people that we don't know, so it's just kind of like we're buds, you know? Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. It's like, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice being able to bounce off you a bit more easily, but like, bit. it's not like so crazy. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just chatting. It was crazy, like for the first five minutes when I was mm. looking at l- you and Luke at the pub, and I was just like, "Oh my god, these are the people." You're like real. Oh my god, neither of you are how tall I thought you would be, and then I got used to it. Wait, so are you saying I'm I'm taller than you thought I'd be? Yes, babe. That is what I'm saying. <gasps> That's amazing. Thank you for watching the SmackDown and Rampage review. <laughs> Marlon Jackson said, I enjoyed SmackDown, but I have some issues with Rampage. Why debut Rush, uh, Rush, Roosh in a Battle Royal? He barely got to shine. I also wish they would build up to some matches more. Doing the Battle Royal and having the Mox match five days later doesn't build intrigue. It just seems like a throwaway. Um, I, I understand that. Yeah. Maybe like an extra week of build would have been cool to have some kind of like Brody King Mox interaction in that week. I could totally see that. Yeah. Nah. I don't think it's a huge There's a deal, lot of matches, and they got to get through a lot of stuff. I kind of yeah. see it, but it's the world we live in right now. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think it's a huge issue, but I can totally see why you'd think that way. For yeah. sure. Uh, just double-checking that we don't have any more. We don't, so thank you very much for watching. I uh, appreciate it. Sorry that we went live late and all the technical issues. We've been trying our best. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much. Please watch another video on the Top Podcast channel and like and subscribe if you haven't already. I'll be back with more content. It's Money in the Bank live reactions tonight. It's going to be Tempest and Adam Blompier. He's, he's going for the belt. He's going to be Jam That Champion. I'm going to be Jam That Champion, Pete. This guy. It's coming back. Oh, now I love you for life. For life. <laughs> okay, we're going to go now. Bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.